everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host, Matt. We are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I'm fantastic, Robbie. This episode definitely reignited my love for hip-hop in a way that no other episode could. This is... I can't. I can't. I can't. I cannot. This is... <laughs> it's, it's so... Okay. We'll get there, I guess. Hi, guys. We are brought to you by supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. For only $2 a month, you can access to all of our bonus material. A bunch of stuff on there. Really appreciate all our supporters on there. Check us out if you want. Help pay for hosting and pay, help keep the lights on, all that stuff. Really appreciate everyone on what was it? Appreciate all our patrons. This week's episode is Prankster Rap. Episode GABF03. Originally aired February 13th, 2005, written by Matt Selman, directed by Mike B. Anderson, received a 4.8 rating with 8 million viewers. Uh, the couch gag. The family are chess pieces that jump onto the couch. It's not, it's all right. All right, couch gag. It's it's interesting. It's new. Sure. Yeah, it's Go all right. It's, it's all right. Episode guest stars, 50, 50 Cent as himself and Dana Gould as Barney Fife. And I'd probably argue that those two bits are probably a couple of the highlights of this episode, honestly. They they really are, even though 50 Cent is uh, three lines and less than 30 seconds. Yeah, but they get it's a good gag. Uh, for, yeah. he, gets a, he gets a good gag in there. Dana Gould, Barney Fife gag is pretty good. Uh, I want to talk about this rating for just a second, Matt. Okay, this is a 4.8 rating with a, approximately 8 million viewers. Now, last week, we had an episode that was after the Super Bowl, and it got like 20 mm-hmm. plus million viewers, like a 20 rating or a 13 rating, something really high, you know, because it came after the Super Bowl. Everyone was still watching. Now, the, the episode prior to the Super Bowl, the rating was a 5.6, I want to say. Okay? 5.6. The, and then they, they get a Super Bowl bump, huge Super Bowl bump, millions and millions of more people. Then they're back down to a 4.8. Now, what is the idea, the intent of having an episode that, that debuts right after the Super Bowl? You're, you're a TV executive, Matt. What's the, what's the purpose? The purpose is to get a huge bump and to get people to start watching The Simpsons to make them say, hey, I forgot about The Simpsons. It's great. I'm going to start watching it again. That is correct, Matt. You're Mr. TV executive. You're a smart guy. Unfortunately, yeah. no one told The Simpsons that they should have to make a good episode. Uh, so last week they put out a big garbage fire and what happened instead of having more viewers, some people that stuck around, not, you know, obviously not all of them are going to stick around, but you want to get some of them. Some of them will stick. Hopefully instead you have less viewers than the episode previous to that. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just, it just, it just made me look at it. I go, you know, we look, we say these ratings every time and they just go down and they go down and they go down and you're like, oh, Okay. Um, episode begins with the Homer, Homer cheering for the Florida State Seminoles. I mean, to be fair, he just says the Seminoles. He doesn't say the Florida State Seminoles. Who else is it? Matt? I don't know. Just, uh, it's, you know. it's FSU. Like, yeah, it's like they can't have real brands. If it's F- it's FSU, um, which, you know, already, I don't really care. I don't follow college football at all anymore, but my childhood hatred of the FSU just sticks with me. I can't help it. Well, yeah. They just... My dad was a Gators fan. My sister went to UF. Can't. I just can't help it. Sorry. Um, you think, well, what, is F, what does football have to do with the plot? Oh, it doesn't. Uh, the dog, eats, says the helper, eats the remote. 
and the TV changes channels when he barks. I don't hilarious, it's, Robbie. It's, hilarious. I mean, I don't know what it is, uh, but it's just this bizarre thing where the, the dog eats the remote, and so uh, there's like um, there's this sequence that begins the episode where Homer figures out that the dog has swallowed the remote, and or with Lisa's help, I guess, chases after the dog. The dog runs outside. Homer tries to chase him through the doggy door and gets stuck. And then, conf- okay, Matt, this is what happens, right? I didn't. Su- this feels like I'm in a fever dream or something. But Patty and Selma show up and put makeup on him. Yep, that is that is accurate. Why? <laughs> because it's funny, Robbie, and they need they need some jokes because the rest of the episode wasn't funny enough, so they decided to pack extra humor in the first few minutes. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Why are they just out? Why are they in their backyard? Can like how do you say we're just in their backyard? I got okay, I just I... that's where they live. Uh, it turns out they actually are trolls, and there is a bridge <laughs> over the Simpsons' backyard. The city had put there, and therefore Patty and Selma now live there. I believe the next episode, our next episode, is a Patty and Selma episode. Yeah, uh, I, I believe it is too, and it's one of the worst ones. It's the it's the coming out episode. Uh huh. Oh boy, do you think we've been mad about past episodes? <laughs> okay, you haven't seen that one, have you, Robbie? I I want to say that I did actually watch it once because it's you know because of that, but I don't remember it at all. Um, so it does. Homer comes back inside. And has has the dog, and it's trying to get him to change the channel, and but it gets stuck on a hip hop news station. I don't know yeah. what I don't I don't know what this is supposed to be, um, but here it is. I had to listen to it, so you do too. Oh, after my makeover, I'm gonna get you, boy. Yo, yo, yo! Here now the news. The top artists in hip hop are coming to Springfield. This all-star concert, dubbed Murder for Life, features the Glock Pointers, Romeo Smooth, Queen Booty Shaker, MC Champagne Millionaire, and Assault Weapons Magazine's Man of the Year, Alcatraz. Alcatraz is widespread. I'm talking to junk. Just what we need. Another lame suburban kid who loves rap. So, you like the blues? Yes, but the blues are unpopular. Man, are you illin'. Rappers stopped saying illin' 12 years ago. I'm keeping it real. They stopped saying keeping it real three years ago. Mom, Lisa's dissing me. Dissing? Do rappers still say that? No. Um... And the episode has already started (laughs) going downhill from the low point it started at. (laughs) I don't. <laughs> okay, so this episode's written by Matt Selman, and general, generally, Matt Matt Selman, or in the latter, you know, in the latter years of The Simpsons, writes episodes that that feel more like classic classic episodes. You know, a lot of the time, even in the bad years, you can look at those episodes and say this is a bright spot because it focuses on the family and on character and on relationships. And I, okay. I, I I don't know if I I don't like this episode is embarrassing. <laughs> like uh, well, it's, it, it, it's embarrassing the, for so many reasons, but but most of all, just the way they portray Bart as a rap fan. I just it's I it's it's just how they portray hip hop. Like rap is not a genre. One. Well, to be fair, they mostly call it hip hop when they're actually referring to the music. Uh, it's mostly referred to as rap by like Homer and Marge and the uncool among them. I. I, 
see the here is we i we've mentioned this before when this, the show has been covering other topics matt it's just you can't tell the difference when they're trying when they're doing it purposefully or not like i don't know if they understand like it's that like it's that commercial for the concert like what is that like there it's make it it's like one it's a stereotypical black man voice done by Harry Shearer uh-huh who is a white man um so i and i you know that and that topic has been they finally have stopped doing that <laughs> season 32 so yeah uh, season 32 season 32 this, this year they stopped it finally um but on aside from all that like these are this is 2005 and they're writing there's jokes in here about assault rifle magazines and out and a wrestler like a, a rapper named Alcatraz with three A's in the middle and you're like who like what is is this like are these jokes from my grandpa I mean, it was from old white men writing The Simpsons in 2005. Matt Selman is not an old man, Matt. Matt Selman probably was in his 30s when he wrote this. I mean, I don't know about the writer's room, but it's younger people. Uh, That's what I'm saying. Probably not the original concept. The original concept is Bart likes hip-hop, pretends to be kidnapped to to get out and and see a hip-hop concert, and wackiness ensues. And I'm sure all the jokes quote-unquote, that were inserted were like, hey, who watches The Simpsons now? Oh, what, 40-year-old white men? Yeah, they'll find this funny. It's not even like it's like this is like this is like a like a sixty five year old. This sounds forty. It feels like a these are grandpa jokes. So like, oh, isn't it funny that the rapper is called Alcatraz? And you're like, no, what? Like, I get, yeah, I get it. They're like criminals. Isn't that funny? It's hilarious. Uh, boot queen booty shaker. Oh, great. Okay. Uh, were any of these jokes written by black people? No. No, definitely not. No. Um, any of them written by anybody who knows anything about hip-hop. Almost certainly not. No, definitely not. Um, so, uh, and it's on top of this, man. All of these jokes about hip-hop and rap do not matter. Nope, because no. they are barely even like germane to the plot. They, they come back at the very end for no reason. So, Bart wants to go to this concert. Um, Homer says he can go as long as he pays for his own ticket. And you think, oh, we get a sequence where Bart has to drum up the money to buy a ticket. No, he just does it. Where did he get the money? He just had it, Robbie, of course. It was like, wasn't it like $100? Okay. All right. Homer says he can go. When Mars sees him about to leave wearing uh, baggy pants, etc., she, she realizes he's going to the concert. And so Homer and Marge rap. About why he can't go. Baggy britches? Moose lace gym shows? Are you going to a rap performance? Hell yeah. I'm representing at Murder for Life. Know what I'm saying? All too well. Rap music belongs in the rubbish bin. It encourages punching, boastfulness, and rudeness to hoes. Step off, Mom. Rap is the poetry of the streets. Well, you are not going to any concert that promulgates stink talk. But Dad already said I could go. Oh, did he? Homer, you tell your son a rap show is not a safe place for a ten-year-old. Son, your mother makes a very loud point. But you said I could go if I paid for the ticket. Boy, let me explain the situation in terms you'll understand. 
You did it on the street, got your dad's permission, but your mom dropped a bomb, so I flipped my position. Don't argue with Marge. I know what's best. The only wrap in this crib keeps sandwiches fresh. Fresh for fresh for mommy's baby boy. Baby boy. Baby boy. Baby boy. I think spoken word has been destroyed for me forever. <laughs> all musical. It has all. This is single-handedly destroyed music for me. I can't enjoy music anymore. Um, so like that was thirty seconds of them rapping mm-hmm. to the beat of Maggie's pacifier. Mm-hmm. Um, Bart. You know, he, he reacts appropriately how, like, he reacts to what, you know, if your parents rapped at you, of course, it'd be terrible. Unfo- I, I had, but I had to listen to it, too. Like, I didn't, it's just 30 seconds of really awkward, and I, I didn't, did I need that? I didn't like it. And it doesn't matter to the plot. It doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nope, so, it's. All. I assume it's supposed to be entertaining. Like, it's supposed to be about. I'm so it's okay. Okay. Just so they are bad at that. And Bart decides just to go to the concert. Anyway, he sneaks out, sneaks out of the concert. Uh, He goes there. Apparently he's in the front row or he's just a child. He kind of sneaks his way through. That's fair enough. Um, Alcatraz is performing and the microphone, he drops the mic and it rolls to Bart and Bart picks it up. Uh, jumps on stage and begins to rap. Don't critique my technique. I'm no geek. I make the principal nervous. My friends can confirm this. I'll bust a spit wide in your epidermis. Oh, no, he didn't. You can trace my remorse to a supersized source. A hungry, hungry hypocrite named Homer, of course. My old man's pathetic. Damn, is his head thick. The gas from his ass is carcinogenic. Every day I pray his DNA ain't genetic. The 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 line about I pray is DNA is not genetic. I that's that's clever. That's true. And he found a rhyme for epidermis, which you know that's tough to do. Right. I this is the least egregious of it all, but still, I it just it feels so forced because why is I don't know. Doesn't again. All this is to get us to the act the end of Act One plot hook. <sighs> This is just the end of Act One. Wow. <laughs> so he gets driven home by Alcatraz because Alcatraz was impressed by his performance. And apparently Bart continued performing with Alcatraz because there's footage later on of Bart doing more. So that means that he kept Bart up on stage and just let him go. You're like, well, I mean, there's a there's a place for a bratty 10 year old and every rapper's entourage. Sure. OK. Um. They. This is where we get the fifty cent. The fifty cent joke, the, where he he says he drives by and says hi to Bart, and um, then asks if that was community service, and instead goes to a park so he can pick up poop. Yeah. Which I don't think would count. I think you have to actually help the community in a tangible way. But sure, cleaning up a park is tangible. That's true. I suppose. Yeah, you're right. If someone was cleaning up my park, I'd be very thankful. That's true. I guess his specifying dog poop was like, ah, I feel like there are better ways to clean up that park. I mean, Matt, there's a lot, my little park, there's a lot of dog poop there. Ugh. 
What is wrong with people? And there's a big sign with a little puppy that says, pick up, you know, make sure to pick up your poo. And people still just leave it. Very rude. Because they're the worst. Um, so Bart comes home, realize, and then and sees that Bart that uh, sees that Marge and Homer are awake, and realizes that he has snuck out, and they are upset. And so Bart tries to think of a quick way to get out of this trouble. He does this by faking that he's been kidnapped by writing a quick note, attaching it to a rock, and throwing it through the front window. Hmm. We have kidnapped your son. Follow instructions and Bart will not be harmed. Follow instructions? He's doomed. <laughs> this will be the worst Thanksgiving dinner ever. Thanksgiving's not for months. The bad news keeps on coming. <laughs> so Bart has been kidnapped. Wouldn't they recognize his handwriting? Don't, Matt. Oh, man. Oh, Matt. Okay. Sorry. Oh, man. No, no, oh, man. I didn't ask that. Let's move on. Oh, hmm. I mean, yes, they would. But no, come on. Uh, they wouldn't fall for it in the first place because they know Bart. But this is they have to have a plot. OK, it has to happen. We go to commercial seven minutes and 18 seconds in. And when we come back, uh, we see Marge and Homer uh, being interviewed by local news. Kent Brockman is there. He is not helpful and uses them to promote uh, a contest or something that the station is having uh, because local news is a joke uh, in Springfield. I This is the one bit I I like that. I like this one bit, you know. I, there's there's a couple bits in here that I enjoy. This is one of them. I, I like this it, because it's yes, very it's, – it's isolated. It's just a bit about local news. Yeah, and it's germane to the plot, but not too germane that it's, it's you know, sticks out like a sore thumb kind of thing. It's not like – football or make a, or makeovers through a dog door. Anyway, uh, meanwhile, uh, Chief Wiggum is giving a press conference on how they are definitely going to find Bart. I will find Bart Simpson. Clancy Wiggum is on the case. <laughs> uh, Chief, seriously, shouldn't we just plan for the funeral? Hey, I-, I crack cases all the time. Like the case of the symphony conductor who murdered his star cellist. That was an episode of Columbo, Chief. They show you who the bad guy is at the beginning of each one. Yeah, but you have to remember... Yes, it's so incredibly difficult to remember. Uh, so as we can see, uh, no one pays attention to Wiggum. Uh, they think he's a terrible cop, and they're right. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Milhouse is uh, throwing the Frisbee to himself over and over, lamenting the fact that Bart is not there to watch him in this activity. Uh, but it turns out Bart is, because Bart is spying on him, and Milhouse agrees that Bart can stay at his dad's house, uh, because his dad is almost never there, uh, while they're trying to work out this whole fake kidnapping thing. Uh, yeah, well, uh, more more uh, Kirk is a loser kind of thing. Uh, we get a lot of that in this episode. Uh, Wiggum, wait, uh, wait, wait, Matt, wait, wait. You didn't even are are you not going to mention it? Mention what? Millhouse and the frisbee. I said that. Did He's you throw in the frisbee to himself? No, but how long it goes on? Oh yeah, it's it's way too long. It's a I minute, mean, it's like 30, 45 seconds. Is it a full minute? Wow. Fe- I don't know. It feels like eternity, but. I don't know. I know what they're trying to do. I feel like they're trying to do like, uh, you know, Sideshow Bob steps on rakes thing, you know, where it's if you do it long enough, it gets funny. And like the gag is that because Bart shows up and says and, 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 and Milhouse goes, oh, you used to watch me doing this. And that's the joke is that Milhouse is to be with him. It's that he used to watch him. He'd watch him throw the Frisbee and run over and pick it up and do it over and over again. And again like i was you know i don't know matt i was i was trying to be hopeful i try and be hopeful 
And it's a mistake. Well, that's a mistake. No, no, it is. It is. Uh, so Wiggum, uh, meanwhile, is going through his old press clippings and realizing that he's a bad cop. Uh, apparently he has never uh, been good at his job. So he turns to the bottle, the syrup bottle, as it were, uh, because we need more jokes about how he's fat. Uh, so he, he eats a bunch of pancakes and then falls asleep, only to be chastised by a ghost? Rise and shine, Chief Wiggum! This pity party is over! Officer down! Barney Fife! Y-E-S spells you got it, Buster! And I'm here to tell you, the feelings you're having are common for every... <laughs> Brother of the badge? Well, my fat grew over my badge. Oh, sour mash. It's time for you to roll up your sleeves and get the old crime sniffer out on the street. You're right. I gotta buckle down and do some police work. Now that's the can-do attitude that puts dudes in the can. <laughs> well, I'm wanted back on the set. Set? Are you the character or the actor who plays him? Now I must go. Wait a minute, now you're a ghost? Avenge me! <laughs> For those of you wondering, uh, no, it's it's never explained. It's all just... I, it, what, whatever. I, Matt, I, it's at this point where I go, oh, I don't mind this weird Barney Fife thing where it, you know, it reminds me of, uh, of Homer seeing um, Cesar Romero. Right. And, like and because he doesn't know what Caesar Chavez looks like, and uh, you know it reminds me of those kind the, those that kind of gag, and I'm like, okay, this is all right, and I'm like at this point I'm like, this is focusing a lot on Wiggum suddenly. Is this gonna be like a Wiggum episode? And is it gonna be about Wiggum's character? And I'm like, oh, maybe this is the Matt Selman stuff coming up, right? You know, this is gonna be about Wiggum and character and him like trying to be a good cop and failing, et cetera, et cetera, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. No, it's not. No. Okay. No, All right. I was hoping. Again, I had hope. Okay. So, uh, moving along, so we can get this done as quick as no, possible. No, no. Uh, See, Matt, this is that's your mistake. The harder you push against me, the slower I go. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, so Bart calls the family uh, with Wiggum there to record the call uh, using a what is basically a voice modulator, and uh, just gets interrupted basically tells them that bart's okay but you know he's the kidnapper blah 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 you know the stuff you've always seen in movies uh but wiggum records the call bart gets interrupted because kirk comes home uh and wiggum takes the recording to analyze it uh by which we mean listen to it over and over again and somehow he is able to recognize the sound of popcorn being popped in the background and not just any popcorn chintzy pop which is uh, apparently a very bad brand of popcorn. Again, we're just going to go with this because that's what the episode does. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with this, man. Honestly, I'm fine with him just doing some weird police work that, you know, it's it's no different than CSI or whatever. They, they have this similar dumb, you know, leaps of logic all the time. Law and order. I'm fine with that. Yeah. So uh, the cops go to the quickie mart where they find out that only two people are cheap enough to buy Chintzy Pop, Wiggum and Kirk Van Houten. So they go and arrest Kirk. Uh, he is at home playing video poker and eating Chintzy Pop in his chair. Uh, when the police bust in, they find Bart in another room. Uh, Kirk, of course, has no idea that Bart was there because he was never in on the plan. He's just uh, basically in the wrong place at the wrong time and had a son who's a little sneak. Uh, but everything uh, goes 
great for Wiggum. He, he caught the kidnapper. Uh, Bart is saved and brought home. Uh, the only person who's really upset about all this is Milhouse, uh, because during Wiggum's victory parade for catching the kidnapper, uh, Milhouse wants his dad back and uh, tells Bart angrily that he has to confess. But Bart's saying, oh, I'll get in trouble, which, ugh, kids, I, I swear, uh, says that he can't possibly do it. And with that, we go to a commercial. You didn't, Matt, again, you didn't mention the joke. Robbie, there are no jokes. Milhouse gets stepped on by the marching band. Yeah, yeah, that's very funny. He you know, clocks himself in the head with the, uh, I don't know what you call that, the stage. The fake rifle. The, yeah, the, I don't know what you call it. They have a specific name for the, the fake rifle that they use for, you know, for honor guards used for parades and stuff. But um, he clocks himself in the head and then he, so he gets stepped on by a bunch of. Uh, by a big Martian band. Um, I don't... <laughs> it's not clear. It's not clear what... like, And you're like, okay, so it's about Wiggum, and then and so Kirk gets wrongly arrested, and it's going to be about a crisis of conscience for Bart. Mm-hmm. And he's... So he's... That's where we're going to go with this. That's what I... At, we're at the end of Act 2, and, and you're like, okay, that's what this episode is. It's about Wiggum now having done the right... having caught, quote-unquote, the perpetrator. It is... Now up to Bart to confess. You're like, okay, that's pretty simple. That it gives us a coherent through line in the final, you know, acts. Okay. Uh again, Matt, hope. Why would I why would I do that? I don't know, Robbie. You would think by now you would have given up all hope uh regarding the quality of this. Yeah, so uh we come back from commercial 14 minutes and 44 seconds in wiggum is now the police commissioner is that how Which that... is a, a position we've never had before i was gonna say we've never had a police commissioner in springfield before do you, you don't just get promoted do you get promoted to that is that how that works i believe you get appointed to it so maybe they were like well i guess we need a police commissioner now that we've had a serious crime in springfield <laughs> mr burns there was attempted murder of mr burns okay so you're like, okay, so the build for this, the last act, for the past six-ish six minutes of this episode is going to be Bart trying to, you know, figure out if he should confess or not and what it means for him and if he's going to get in trouble. And you're like, there's going to be a few minutes to build to that, and then he'll do it, and then we'll have a coda at the end where, you know, everything gets worked out. But that, that's not what happens. Bart, like, we see, we see Wiggum as police commissioner – we see that Eddie is now police chief. No, Lou is now po- Lou, Lou poli- is police. Lou chief. is police chief now. And Eddie, Eddie is, is Lou. Lou. Okay, and then Bart comes in and just confesses. I lied about being kidnapped. The whole thing was a hoax. A hoax? A hoax? Oh, Bart, please, you can't take this away from me. How would I explain it to Ralphie? That kid can't understand where the world goes when you close the drapes. But what about Milhouse's dad? Hey, this is the best thing that ever happened to that loser. Women love famous felons. Look, you are so dangerous and misunderstood. You kidnapped my heart. I love the way I've heard of you. So, Bart, as you can see from what I just said, everyone is a winner here. Get it, Robbie? It's funny because he said, the, the, so as you can see from the things I just said, because because they're acknowledging there was a, a cutaway scene. I get uh-huh. it. I get it. Matt, least, I mean, that is a joke. I'll say that. Like It is a reference. I don't know if I call it a joke. 
It's a, there's a setup and a punchline. Okay, fair. fair. That's it, it, a joke. I mean, it, it, how funny it is. You know, <laughs> results. your results may vary, but uh, it is a joke. So Bart doesn't have a crisis. He just confesses right away. And the conflict is that Wiggum, no one involved wants the truth to come out. Wiggum, everyone is happier with the lie. Everyone is happier with the lie. And you're like, okay, then what's the conflict? If everyone's happy, even though I can't, I'm going to, I have to say this. No one likes being in jail. There's literally no one. Apparently his accommodations are better, but the very fact that he can't leave seems to, uh, no, there, it no. is, that is a lie constructed by, by, by fiction, by film and television by where people like, and right wing people who think prisons are not hard enough enough on criminals. <laughs> yeah. It's no one wants to be in jail. Jail's terrible. Regardless, it doesn't matter what kind of jail you're in. It's always bad. So we have to have a conflict somewhere, I guess. So Lisa now, Lisa's here. Huh? She's back. She wasn't Yay, really. Lisa shows up randomly. She, she was there earlier. She's back now. Lisa finds out that Bart was kidnapped because of birds <laughs> finding evidence of him going to the concert. And so now she, she and then she gives it to Homer, who immediately burns it. Because producer, now, they couldn't even, like, it wasn't complicated enough. They had to add Homer to this, where Homer's like, no, producers have paid me for Bart's story. I've already spent the money, and he burns the evidence in front of Lisa. Mm-hmm. You can't have Lisa confronting Bart at this point. You, you have to have her go through Homer, because Homer has to be involved in the cover-up. <laughs> Otherwise, how would you know it's The Simpsons? When Homer's not on screen, people should be asking, where's Homer? I, so Lisa Lisa goes to Principal Skinner for help. Why, why Skinner? Because there was that one episode where he followed Bart around, and therefore he's a detective. Okay. I just, I don't know why, like, it just feels random. It feels like they spun a wheel. Like, okay, we need Lisa to go to somebody to help her investigate spin a wheel uh principal skinner You're like okay so they the conspirators realize that lisa is trying to uncover this conspiracy so they have a meeting to figure out what to do all right people we got a situation here your daughter's gonna blow our whole deal sky high you leave maggie to me no lisa not her. She'll hunt us down relentlessly, like a bloodhound mixed with a student loan officer. Hey, I can't leave this place. I get three square meals a day and trailer time with Springfield's craziest chicks. Hey, I got the most to lose here. I just printed up 10,000 business cards. How am I going to pass all these out before she catches me? Give me a call sometime. Give me a call sometime. Ah, oh, oh, here comes the panic. People, please. The only way Lisa can bust me is if she finds someone who can prove I was at that rap show. And I know just where she can find that someone. Let's go cover our asses. Wait, before we go, I took the liberty of making these embroidered conspiracy jackets for all of us. Wow, those jackets are beautiful. We must never wear them. The, the jacket gags are all right. There's always a good jacket gag in The Simpsons, it seems like. Jacket gags are right. Uh, Homer realizing Lisa, you know, Lisa will never stop punting us. That, I, that's all right gag, too. Um, 
That's, this is the one thing here, Matt. The positive I can pull out of this episode. There's a couple of like I find some of the gags funny. That's that's all I got though. Um, <laughs> so now we we cut to Lisa and Skinner going to Alcatraz's house for for ev- to find this this evidence that Bart was at that concert. Mm-hmm. So Alcatraz lives in Springfield, uh, apparently. Okay, they, uh, Robbie. Everyone lives in Springfield. Fifty Cent lives in Springfield. Of course, all all important people live in Springfield. Okay, why does Alcatraz let them into the, his house? Now that's a fantastic question. I have no idea about. Okay, I like Lisa goes. You know what? And Lisa and Skinner both are like, "Hey, can we get? We need evidence for something." And they're just, and he's just like, "Okay." What do you mean? Why would he do that? Uh, don't worry, don't matter. It's there's no uh, answer. It's okay. So they they go and they look at uh they watch some video in Alcatraz's shoe closet which is gigantic he has a massive television inside that's a joke get it Matt because it's it's a shoe yep. closet yep. it's the very have so much money they have a giant shoe closet and they have uh I mean that is a TV thing I would have a TV in every room of my house if I could I would not mm. oh no 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 not every 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 I mean. All bedrooms, all bathrooms, all what? maybe not closets. Closets be a little rough. What? It's peace and quiet once in a while, Matt. I don't want it in my bedroom. Keep, it, keep but you the screen. Turn the TV off. Keep the screen out of my in my bedroom. Bedrooms where you sleep. Yeah. I don't watch TV in my my bedroom. Um. So this is where we get the meme. Are Are you familiar with the meme? Uh, uh is this the Thursday Thur- or whatever? Thursday the twentieth. Yeah. Is mm-hmm. the do we get the Thursday the twentieth meme? Well, that's all right. Um. But then the conspiracy breaks in, I guess, I assume breaks in, push their way in to the party because William has his gun drawn and asks Lisa and Skinner to stop this investigation. Everyone's happy with this lie, um, asks everyone to be cool. Uh, Alcatraz is the mediator to this. Share with us the wisdom of the street, almighty Alcatraz. There are times in life when the truth ain't black nor white. But a subtle shade of gray, yo. I want the path for justice is obscured by the fog of uncertainty. There is only one solution. House party! Don't understand. After all the corruption and deceit we've witnessed, how could everyone just party? Lisa, the world is a very complicated place. And when you get right down to it, cannonball! Indeed, cannonball. I... (laughs) What, Robbie? I mean, I don't know, Matt. I don't know. And there's also a post-credit, like there's a a post-credit scene where they find out that Chalmers is being paid to be a part of the posse uh to as a joke then we all, but also oh his wife is very sick and that's why he's doing it and you're like oh that's very unpleasant i don't like that yeah that if it's supposed to be like your uh end of episode joke it's a bad one that's not funny bad. at all i don't like the i don't want people's wives to be very sick that's awful um so it's the episode starts about Bart going to a concert ends up being so he doesn't get caught for sneaking out. He fakes his own kidnapping. Wiggum arrests Kirk because he thinks Kirk did it. Bart confesses to Wiggum and 
but everyone is happy with the situation. But then Lisa and Skinner want to find the truth, but then they just don't find the truth or they just bury it. They bury it for sure. Why would they do that? Because it was important to them that Bart be exposed, but when they realized how everyone's life was better, they changed their mind. But they did change their mind. Lisa at the very end is still, she has not been convinced, Matt. She totally has, Robbie. I don't know what you're talking about. That, that's the episode I saw. In she's, the case. She's befuddled by the fact that people can be so, like, you remember Lisa the Iconoclast? I do. When Lisa, it's Lisa's choice to cover up the truth. Yeah, Lisa at the end of the episode, like, if you agree with it or not... Lisa, the character, is con- is convinced by the by her- she sees the crowd of people who are all very happy, and that is enough to go. Oh, maybe this is not a worthy reason to upend these people's the myth making they participated in. The episode works because it it convinces Lisa artfully. This doesn't convince Lisa. The episode ends with Lisa still not convinced. If that's what even what this episode is about, because it isn't about that until like 18 minutes in. Lisa does not care about Bart's kidnapping or why or who did it until 18 minutes into this thing. This isn't the boy who knew too much with Skinner following uh, Bart throughout the entire episode, trying to keep up with him and, and Bart stumbling into something important and, and that play between the two of them. No, this is just... Bart does something dumb, gets caught, everyone's happy with a lie, Lisa's confused. And also, Matt, like, isn't the whole thing about The Simpsons is that they have to get back to the status quo? hmm How much do you want to bet that it, the next episode, William is just a police chief again, and Kirk is not in jail? I would bet all the money. Okay. Like, why? Then why do this? Why not write it so that it does get us back to the status quo, and Lisa does reveal the truth? And we have a speech from her about, like you know, the truth is important, et cetera, et cetera. I think they ran out of time because they had all the Seminole and dog <laughs> swallowing remote jokes. Oak makeovers and rap concerts yeah. for no, and like Bart Homer. I don't know if you know this, Robbie, but ending things is hard. And instead you could make up stupid jokes. I generally, I, hmm, you know, how, like how, like I, you start with the ending or you have it, like you have a beginning and an end in mind and you figure out the in-betweens maybe. I don't know. That doesn't think it's really hard. You, you should start with a premise, no, you, figure out a really convoluted, stupid way to get there, and then just laugh off the end. Like, I don't know if you've... There's a word. Here's a word, Matt. I don't know if you've heard it before. It's called an outline. Whoa, It's whoa, where, whoa, whoa. like, uh, here, there are... there are con- uh, Okay, I'm just going to do this. There are concrete facts that that you know about a Simpsons episode. You know how long it's going to be? How much? You know how much time you have total? Uh-huh. You know, like, okay, including the intro. I know how much long my intros are, my intro options are. I know I'm going to have a, I'm, I need a couch gag in there at least. And I know how long the different couch gag is going to be. I know how long my intro can be. And I know how long the total running time is going to be. I know that I need commercial breaks. So you have that to build around. I have this much time. I know I, I you know, I'm, I'm Al Jean. I've been making The Simpsons for years and years now. I know how... Uh, roughly how much uh, how long how much time a written page of a script will take up you know it's in for screenwriting it's a minute a page i don't know if that's commensurate in animation but i would think at this point you would know and you go okay i i we need a story that lasts this long here's an outline okay here's a beginning here's an end here's a middle story beat story beat story beat story beat story beat all right we got that going. Okay, we have all we have the story stuff. Okay, let's cram some. Jo- with, okay, we need jokes for these situations now. What are some jokes about? 
fake kidnappers. What are some jokes about this? No? Okay. Nope. All right. We can rank this episode at the end of the show. Matt? Robbie, is this episode broken? Yes. No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix. Quick fix. Uh Okay. So, yeah. I mean, like, it it, it just is about... everything and nothing there's like there's there it changes what it's trying to do over and over and over again it just keeps adding characters like lisa and skinner are there like why is skinner like why is skinner in this episode he doesn't need to be lisa can investigate things on her own she's done it before like literally there's no reason she doesn't need a sidekick you don't need to add another character in there to make it complicate things more why is why do they add homer to this plot at all like simplify man like what is this episode about decide that and make it about that is it about a crisis of conscience for bart is it about wiggum trying to live up to be a good cop it could be both of those things matt well, that doesn't make any sense, Robbie. Uh, you have to have all of those, otherwise the episode's too short. Like, honestly, I'm okay. Like, I'm, I would re- rewrite all those terrible hip-hop jokes. All of them. Or, like, 60% of them, probably. But, and put, I don't know, things that are, like, character-based and funny, uh, and not embarrassing in my episode. But, beyond all that, just... You ha- they have a plot in the second act where it's like, oh, it's Wiggum and he wants to be a good cop, so he tries really hard. And he actually works. And you would get to a situation where you have, and it's at the end of the second act. And you're like, what I said. You're like, okay, so Kirk's in jail. Wiggum is happy because he's got a promotion. I don't know if you go to make him police commissioner, but you could just give him like – I mean, I think public approval is enough. You don't need right. to – you can't give him a promotion, I guess. But – you don't need to. And it's the push and pull of Bart needing, wanting, like, feeling guilty because Milos is sad. And Wiggum wanting this, still wanting this achievement and this fame for doing, for being a good cop for once. And Bart could work up this nerve. I would just, oh, we, hey, you get the voice of, uh, you have the, you have Lisa talk to him about it and he says he talk he goes to lisa and says i actually didn't and lisa's like oh no you should probably confess and he's like i don't want to I'm, I'm afraid and she gives him a speech telling him why it's a good thing to tell the truth and then they go to wiggum and tell him and he goes well i want to be a good cop i don't want to be and then they you, you know what you do matt you, you, what robbie you you make up like a funny ending where they all get the, they there's like a compromise where everyone gets what they want and where Bart manages tells the truth gets his conscience relieved Millhouse gets his father back and Wiggum still remains like remains gets his fame in some way like that's the thing like that's true like Wiggum gets to keep his fame as like the the person who unraveled the whole scheme after originally being fooled by it or something like that or or they all come up with like a fake another fake crime that Wiggum solves even better. That's like the, it's like, and you don't have to show the whole thing. You just have like a quick newspaper gag. We're like, Wiggum solves obviously fake crime. And, and like Kirk a, is somehow involved. because He has notoriety as well. Or, or Kirk turns evidence and, 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 and we have someone else who gets arrested and you, but it's a bad person. So we don't care. I don't know. But 
why does it turn into a different thing in the third act? Like there is literally not a single the the plot changes with every act. It changes to a different story and a different theme and a different tone. And like it end of act end of act two is sad because Millhouse misses his dad and Bart feels guilty. And it changes into a it changes into like a wacky caper in Act Three. Like why this total whiplash back and forth? It's absurd. Like I don't like an out, an outline solves this problem, man. An outline. Like I can't. This is like this is when I start raving. This is when I like start going crazy. Um, like even if you like make it as exactly funny as it is, if it just makes sense, it makes the episode like fifty percent better. It might be a little boring, but that's okay. At least it makes sense. Uh, Matt. Yes, Robbie. I, I just, I, just want... I got nothing for you, big guy. I'm sorry. I, I, I just, just wanted, to, I just wanted the episode to be better. Um, let's move on. How's that sound? That's fantastic. Let's okay. do that. Okay. Next, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for comments on the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt dot nerd dot obsessive. Comments on the news group is where I look through the nohomers dot net forum and see what people are talking about. Um, an episode came out what they thought of it you know um unfortunately for us matt they really like uh, i don't know the poll was very positive some of the reviews were negative but f- overwhelmingly five out of five like five out of five and four out of five where it's like 30 percent of five out of five and 28 percent of four out of five it's 58 percent think this episode's good to great i mean that makes sense well, uh, people are, are just they like new things and this episode is constantly popping up new crap I mean, it's not boring. I'll give it that, man. That's the one thing. I can, another positive. It's not boring because it's just constantly happening. Um, some reviews. Wow, that episode was great. One of the best plots of the season. It just flowed so well. Really, best plot of the season. Mm-hmm. What's the plot? I hope you're not asking me because I have no idea. Okay, I'm glad they didn't. I'm asking this person that can't answer me because they wrote this 15 years ago. Um, I'm glad they didn't have 50 Cent be the object of the episode and make random appearances throughout. Plus, where the episode ended without Gina's dripping water looked really cool. It's something they've ever experimented with. Another fantastic season 16 episode, 5 out of 5. Alright, you ready You ready for this, Matt? Here we go. Yep. So much for 50 Cent's appearance being the end of the world. It was kept short and was one of the funniest parts. Pretty solid and funny throughout. Didn't mind the ending so much because it at least had a point to make it for a somewhat tired one. The raps were well written and Wiggum was used well. 4 out of 5. The raps were well written. Yes. Yes, they were. Ooh. Did, did- Yep. Yep. <laughs> Finally, here we got this one's a little bit more, uh, a little bit more RSP, Matt. Uh, some o- pretty okay moments, mostly terrible. Episode was awful. Looking at the whole season at the moment, this one really outweighs it. No good jokes. I don't think I laughed once. Homer was oddly jerkacious. His jokes were weak and plain. Stereotypical gangster rap jokes were pathetic. I felt ashamed of watching this episode. Just like Mommy Bear's episode was slapstick. Last thought probably added at the last second. Most of the serious well-time jokes were artificial and strained. Some had potential, but fell flat. Some okay moments with Wiggum, which had me intrigued. But seriously, this episode was awful. How does anyone find it funny? It wasn't because of 50 Cent. He hardly appeared with, with, which was another bright spot. I thought it was kind of funny with the clock and date chain jokes, but seemed to be more subtle and were trying to be major jokes. It was very sad, too. Plot was great and had potential. Remember, this is a comedy. There used to be jokes. Um, episode was like Radio Bart, minus jokes and laughing. Awful. Great idea, poorly executed. Very bad, two out of five. I started cutting out things. This is a great idea, poorly executed? No, this is just a bad idea all around. I, I mean, 
you look at the skeleton of the thing, it could work just fine. It's not it different. Could, that's true. It's not. It's not that like the like the idea. I, again, I I I don't know if I've ever said this on the podcast. Ideas are cheap. Ideas are a dime a dozen. Yeah. Ideas are easy. Um, it's execution that matters. Um, so the idea is fine. There's nothing wrong with this idea. You could take like very boring, simple, dumb ideas and make them work. It's all about. It is a lot of time about execution. And um, I the idea of this episode is fine for the most part. If you just stick to something, I guess that's my real choose a thing. Um, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is what is your favorite Flanders episode? Uh, we had a, you know, I think there's there's a, there's a few outliers here, but most, most people stuck with the, the, the classics, the heavy hitters, which is not necessarily the wrong thing to do. Matt, take it away. All right. Uh, our first response is from Alex. As much as it is a Bart episode, it's also a Flanders episode. My pick is Dead Putting Society. I believe it's the first time we see Ned beyond being the religious guy in the beginning of an actual character. You are correct, Alex. Uh, and then he goes way, way in the other direction later on. Uh, from Sarah, I got to go with Home Sweet, Home Doodly, Dumb Doodly. Nachos, Flanders style, the Vulgate of St. Jerome, and Ned's emergency baptism kit are all favorite bits of mine. Totally agreed, Sarah. Uh, from Derek, people are a bit sour on Hurricane Nettie, but I think it's a prominently executed character piece. The scene where Ned finally loses it and admonishes the town is just fantastic. The episode is quintessential season eight. There's that pervasive dark tone that never stands in the way of the last, which are plenty. Far from ruining his character, this episode showcases every one of Ned's characteristics seen throughout the series and ramps them up to 11, and I love every minute of it. Uh, from Lauren, I have to go with Hurricane Nettie. Everyone has a breaking point. Fortunately, Ned's is hilarious. Plus, his rant is what I want to yell multiple times a day. Now calm down. They did their best. Gotta be nice. Ah, hell, dilly ding dong crap. Can't you morons do anything right? I mean, haven't we all wanted to yell that at some point? Every day. Every day. From Benjamin, Homer loves Flanders. It's more of a human Flanders who isn't perfect. Breathe through your damn mouth. Which, yes, everyone should do that. Uh, from Andy, I know I am probably in the minority on this, but it's Viva Ned Flanders. I've always enjoyed visiting Las Vegas, so I think that's helped me enjoy it a little more than others. Uh, plus, you get uh, a great Ned quote. Listen, folks, there's no magic formula. I just follow the three C's. Clean living, chewing thoroughly, and a daily dose of vitamin church. That is way too much church, but hey, that's Flanders for you. Uh, from Andy, uh, oh, that one's been there twice. Uh, from Lauren, uh, Hurricane Nettie is so perfect. It's funny and it's got genuine heart. Also, Ned freaking out is pretty great. Uh, from John, uh, Oh, sorry, from uh, at Pilbrow John, uh, Homer loves Flanders. The episode captures both Flanders' kindness to and frustration with Homer, and it brings out one of the most altruistic Homer moments when he sticks up for Flanders in front of the town. And of course, ends by returning perfectly to the status quo. Uh, from at Sycamorean, uh, home sweet, home doodly, dub doodly. I always enjoyed the way Golden Age Simpsons poked at religion without ruining the characters in the process. So I always look back on this with fond memories. Uh, from at Hippie 200, I know it's not a popular answer, but I don't have to go with when Flanders failed. Despite Homer being a full-on jerk most of the episode, I love that Flanders stays true to his character and shows what a pure heart he has, despite selling his Bible to Homer for seven cents. Uh, for Matt, yes, it's Aaron. I think I'll I'll think outside the box and say the deadliest catch. I thought pairing it with Edna was brilliant. And finally, from at Oasis Casts, uh, Hurricane Nettie is perfect in so many ways and is what I remember best from Ned. His rant against the ineptitude of the entire town is a sight to behold. Robbie, what is yours? Uh yeah, Hurricane Nettie. Not surprised probably to most. I know how much you love that episode. I really I like Hurricane Nettie a lot, both because it's incredibly funny, and there are the I, I, the scene that really sticks with me. That's not you know just the obviously very quotable laughs. It's 
him in his in in the church by himself, kind of just appealing to God. You know, it's and it's a very honest and a very raw scene, and you don't and like it's it's one of those scenes that stand out to me that really shows what the Simpsons can do, the breadth of their 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 capabilities. Like, yeah, they can be very 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 funny. But then they kind of have all have like a truly dramatic, melancholy scene where Flanders is just trying to like he he truly is a man of his beliefs. He fo- he is faithful and he follows them more than most people, and yet he is still punished for it. And you see a man kind of pushed to the limit, and it's very honest about that. And then it bounces back to his laughs, and it does it so expertly and maneuvers between this melancholy and this humor so well and it's lovely matt what's your answer i think i'm gonna go with um home sweet home diddly dum diddly sorry i had to make sure i said it correctly uh because uh like everyone said i I think this is where we first get our transformation of uh ned into the crazy religious guy rather than the family or the you know the, the neighbor next door but it's not gone to the point where it's just out of this world it's the point where oh this is a family who does things differently and in a way that outsiders might see as better and it's got homer or flanders being himself but not in an overbearing way next week's question is what is your favorite skinner episode tough one i have to think about it myself I'll uh, post this question on our Twitter at Simpsons Show Pod. You can email us at Simpsons Show Pod at gmail.com or uh, you can go to our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. I post the question publicly. So you do not have to support us if you don't want to, to look at it, answer it. We can move on, Matt, once again, to the new go to challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. SMRT. I mean, SMART. The No Google Trivia Challenge is where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions, one easy, one medium, and one hard, and try and stump the other. Where are we at, Matt? Where are we at? Oh, we're tied. 12 to 12. Prankster rap. You ready for an easy question? I am ready, sir. These are all from Lisa the Iconoclast. Oh. What is Jebediah Springfield's real name? I believe that's Hans Sprungfeld. That's correct. All right, your easy question. Uh, who replaces Skinner as the principal in Sweet Seymour Skinner's Badass Song? Be Ned Flanders. You are correct. Your meaning question. Jebediah Springfield is an equal patriot to what two men? Uh, oh, ooh, okay, hold on just a second. I can't think about this. Oh, no, I don't like this. Um, oh, God, it's Samuel Dawes and er, Samuel Dawes and William Otis. You're going to be very upset, man. Oh, I did. Did I swap him? It's William Dawes and Samuel Otis. Oh, dang it. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Fair enough. He's, All right. He, you're... He, he's an equal patriot to a William Dawes or even Samuel Otis. Oh, fine, fine, fine. All right. Uh, what two things does Bart consider bringing to show and tell before settling on the dog? Uh, <laughs> um... Hmm. I don't actually remember this, but I can guess. Um, a crusty doll and a cherry bomb. Ooh, I'm sorry. It is uh home videos and a geode. He consider. I thought he had a geode. I thought that was Martin's thing. Uh, he was going to bring a geode, and then everyone had geodes, and then he throws it away and grabs the dog. Oh, okay. I'm again. I 
bad Simpsons episodes have just kind of erased all you know good Simpsons knowledge in my head. I think Matt, I think that's what happens. It's just gone. It's just been overwritten. You're a hard question, Matt. Where does Lisa get her copies made? Oh man, um, I don't know. Copies, copies, copies. I'm sure. Uh, I don't know. It's the copy jalopy. The copy jalopy, of course. It's not that. That's a good name for like a. That a is little, a great a little, name. Just a little coffee store, copy jalopy. Not bad. All right, are you ready for your hard question? Nope. Well, I'm gonna give it to you anyway. What does Skinner's apron say when he's grilling with Bart? Grilling with Bart. Um, I'm wondering. Yeah, like I have. Like, is it a? I, I don't remember. Um, it, I'm thinking it's either like a very typical grill like punny thing or it's a principal specific joke this is after he's lost his job i believe mm-hmm. so i don't know if he would still have a principal apron i think he would it feels like he still would have it and still would wear it because he still um principals do it better you are remarkably close it's principals do it nine months a year uh, that's not that's not bad that's not bad again not a bad little Pretzels do it nine months. I mean, it's probably a tr- like an actual. They just copied probably a real novelty principal apron. I'm assuming. Probably. That's my guess. We are still tied, Matt. Thirteen, thirteen. Lucky thirteen. I almost had you. I almost had you this week. I mean, unfortunately, their names are William Dawes and Samuel Otis. I know Samuel Dawes and William Otis. It's a tragedy, huh? It really is. It's a true it's, tragedy. It's, it's sad how bad I am. Yeah, how terrible you are. I mean, I'm just, I DM asking incredibly difficult questions because that's what it takes. It's like a, it's like a, I'm DMing you. I have to like put DCs of 30 on every roll roll or you'll wipe the floor with me. Um, let's move on to our final segment. The segment we end every single episode with is time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically. So we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. <sighs> You know how we just spent like an hour talking about how bad this episode is, man. Mm-hmm. And like it is bad, but how bad? Like it doesn't really compare to like some of these. This is like this is not as bad as you know. Some like there's there's episodes where like uh, I don't know. I'm trying to like um, I don't think it's I think it's better than Make Room for Lisa. That's definitely true. Like I don't think this is a truly abysmal. I think it's better than last week. I laughed a couple times at this. That's true. It's just kind of dumb and all over the place. It's so not, it's we're not, definitely not looking in the 300s. It's not overly cartoony. You know, like it doesn't have Homer making. Again, I'm going to keep referencing. It does not make him making nuclear reactors in his basement. You know, it's it, there's none of that in here. It's better than Make Room for Lisa. But I don't know. It's not much better. I don't know. There's Marchical History Tour right above that. I feel like this is kind of on on uh, in that area. Make room for the magical history tour, wandering juvie, how I spent my summer vacation. They're all very just kind of all over the place. Um, I think that I think I this is like this is better than uh, the Bart wants what it wants. That episode is just all over the freaking place. Yeah, I mean, it's comparable. I think a lot of these a lot of these episodes right here in this area in this like in this tier, I guess, are very similar. You know, like I could look at any of these episodes. They're all very they're all like this where they have stuff happening. They're constant happening. You know, it's not it's not like they're boring. Largely, they're just kind of inexplicable and like full of nonsense. Um, And it's kind of how what's your taste for that kind of nonsense, depending on what the episode is. Do you like episodes where a lot of rock stars are the guest stars and it's a full of nonsense 
Or do you want ones that are more about, you know, there's Midnight RX is not too far ahead. There's Large Marge. Marge for singles, seniors, childless couples, teens, and gays. Like, it's the way we weren't. These are all, like, just nonsense. Just various flavors of it. Um, I don't know. I, I like This episode had a couple laughs. I guess that that is where I would look at. Um, I'm really trying to remember the Bart what's what it wants and how funny it's it was. It's more Greta Wolfcastle and him versus Millhouse in Canada. Yeah, but, like, I'm trying to remember, like, parts anything in it i think that's the thing like i'm trying to remember like gags i'm trying to remember a joke at all in it i know barton mills fight over her and then she ends up turning them both i know she turns them both down like that's the whole thing i think i think honestly i think that's i think that's better than this this is just a mess um not disagreeing with you there uh i don't know man i don't really don't know um wandering juvie also a big... I think it's very comparable to Wandering Juvie. Juvie. Is it better or worse than Wandering Juvie? I think it's slightly worse, uh, just because the Wandering Juvie at least has a plot that is strung together from the first to the end and, and almost makes sense. <laughs> I mean, you can almost. make... You can say that for a lot of these. Um, but I think you're right. I think... I don't know. Hmm. No, I would... I'm. You know what? I'm going to say this is better than the Wandering Juvie. I think okay. it's. I think it's has the laughs. I think it has a couple gags in it that make me go. I don't. I don't think the Wander JV. I don't remember laughing much at that. Um, but I feel like this. That's the one thing that this episode has. It has a couple gags in it that I, I appreciated. Um, so I, that's where I would put. It. I would put it below how I spent my summer vacation above the Wandering JV. Sounds good. Man's like that's fine. Whatever, Robbie. Just shut up. At this point, I I don't care anymore just because it's awful. I mean, but what kind of awful is it, Matt? That's what we're here to find I mean, out. That is what that is our mission at this point. That's all we do pretty, anymore. We're going go pretty awful. There's nothing else. There's nothing else for us left to do. We have to. We have to get out that comb. <laughs> uh huh. Also, to be like for people to laugh at our pain. You know, that's we're also there for that. Which I think is the only real reason that oh. they uh they, they listen anymore. Because like, oh, it's so funny to watch their souls slowly die. I mean, my insightful commentary about how bad things can be. Uh, I think. And then you laughing also at you, and then they laugh at you laughing at me as well, Matt. And then back and forth. Well, that does make sense. It's cyclical. So that's Prankster Rap. It's number 286 on our list right below how I spent my summer vacation right above the wandering juvie. Last place on our list is Codependence Day. Last first place on the list is Homer's Enemy. Next episode, we've mentioned it prior, is There's Something About Marrying. I don't, I know this is Patty, the Patty coming out episode, mm-hmm. but I do not. I I think I've watched this. I think I've seen this episode because it is that episode that that's famous for it. And I'm I don't remember anything about it. I don't know if that's good or bad. Well, I'll let you know. It's about same-sex marriage and I'm sure the Simpsons handle that topic expertly, right? In season 16? Of course, Robbie. Of course, especially back in the the mid 2000s when it was uh you know, I mean, it says still going on. Kind of it thing. says it got a lot of positive reaction from, um, from you know, L- LGBTQ groups. That's probably because they hadn't had anything good happen to them in a while. <laughs> oh, that's that's something about marrying. We'll be talking about that next time. You can follow along if you want. Um, you know, it's dangerous at this point. It's like a minefield. Every episode, you never know if it's going to explode in your face or not. It's a claymore. Uh-huh. However, Matt, before we go, we still have one very important question to answer, and that is 
is this episode, or should we shoot this episode out of the cannon? The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! Um, yes, we should. It should not be a part of the canon. There's just no reason for it, honestly. I think it's, it's a big reason. My only, here, my, my, my sole answer to this, my only, my sole reticence to this, map. yeah, it's a, it's a complete mess. It has some good laughs in it, and it's not offensive, is it? That's true. Is the, I, I don't. I don't know. I I I don't I don't think the rapper stuff is offensively bad. It's embarrassing. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Yeah. But my gut, you know, I think it's telling that my first reaction is absolutely it should get fired out of the can. We don't need this. And I think that's ultimately what I side with is I'm like, right no. there with you. I'm like it, there's a couple laughs at it, but nothing that's it, it, like we, I'm gonna like mourn. If it's gone, so you know we say, Matt. I don't actually. You have to inform me. We say fire the cannon. Oh, that's right. Over the horizon. <laughs> Goodbye forever. Uh, we can go to the top of the list as we work our way down, and that is we're at number thirty. That's two bad neighbors. Oh, if you try and kick that out of the cannon, I will kick you out of the cannon. <laughs> I'm not part of anything, Matt. I'm not part of any canon. Uh, but I obviously, I agree with you. But Two Bad Neighbors is great. It's hilarious. Uh, Disco Stew's origin. H.W. Uh, Bush having, getting into a fight with Homer and Bart. Locusts. Locusts. Loaders and memoirs. Mm-hmm. It's, it's such an odd but hilarious episode. And it's in really really again it's a, like a it's a weird intrusion where you put this real a real person in the simpsons universe and see what happens uh, it's a lot of fun it's great so of course yes it's included we won't have any questions i don't think we're gonna have any questions about any of these episodes but it is nice just to think about them for a minute and go oh that was that's a lovely episode too bad neighbors is great um you can find this list at our website it's the Links to everything there, our Twitter, our RSS feed, our Patreon, if you want to help us out, help support the show. Really appreciate you. Love our patrons. Um, I think that'll wrap us up before we go. You can find me online on Twitter at Robbie Dorman, and my website is RobbieDorman.com, which includes links to my other podcasts and to links and links to purchase all of my horror novels, all, all Six of them? Oh my god, there's six. The newest one <laughs> is Splatterfest. It is a murder mystery slasher whodunit, uh, a la Scream, or Friday the 13th, uh, about a hard film convention where the celebrities are picked off one by one. They must solve the mystery. Uh, it's great for fans of slasher, the slasher genre, or fans of Scream, or the, any of those movies, you, you, or fans of horror film in general. It's kind of a love letter to being a fan. Um, you find, it's on Amazon. You can read for free with Kindle Unlimited. Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. That's true. I take that time and I use it to pimp kittens out. Uh, so uh, if you guys are in need of a kitten, uh, you should follow uh, Kitten Turns K I T T I N T E R N S on Instagram. Uh, we've got the cutest little badge just in that are perfect for your holiday plans. Aw, they're super sweet. They're very. It's kittens are cute. Uh, no arguments for me. Um, that'll do it for us. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. And keep watching this episode.